Good morning. Thank you very much for listening. We always appreciate that. Dave and Doreen, along with Marcus, Milwaukee's hometown morning show, The Morning KLH. And before we get into football talk, those of you who listen to the show may or may not know that Jason <laughs> Wildey is a huge fan of Elmo. As a matter of fact, he does a great Elmo. Well, last week, Jason Wildey said <laughs> that Mr. Noodle was such a bad coach that Elmo should coach the Vikings. <laughs> so Elmo thought he'd come and apply for the job. Joining us now, three-time Wisconsin Sports Writer of the Year, co-host of Wildey and Tausch on ESPN, and friend of Elmo, personally friend of Elmo, Jason Wildey. Jason, what's going on with Elmo? Why are people dumping all of their most, I guess you could say, inner seek, they're laden with all kinds of problems and they're dumping it on Elmo. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Wait, where's Jason? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he left. Uh, so the, the, the funny thing about that clip, by the way, that folks don't know is that I'm actually on television in that clip. I know. Uh, in an elbow costume. <laughs> yes. uh, now that was, we were trying to figure that out. Was that when you hosted, because you hosted several TV shows up in the Green Bay area. One of them, wasn't there one you had with Packer Wives or something that you were, <laughs> was, that, was that your I, show? I may, have appeared, I may have appeared on that. Okay. Okay. I, okay. I, uh, that was, um, so... In in incredible uh, synergy, uh, that was a show that was on first on Monday nights and then on Tuesday nights because Monday nights, uh, the ABC affiliate here could no longer preempt Dancing with the Stars. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Huge phenomenon. But it used to be on before Monday Night Football. And the player that hosted it every week was Mark Tauscher. So, no uh, way. He and I have a lot of history together. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, that was from that, but I didn't. I didn't realize that Elmo was under fire. This is yeah. You know, I, I know. I'm so focused on the new defensive coordinator and the search for him and the Packers. Well, him, what's going on with my guy? All he did was he just went online yeah, and just, just said, "How's everybody doing? How's everybody doing?" That and was it. People either laid their their problems on him or really kind of laid into him and were rude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and some people were just. Nice about it, but the amount of people that responded to Elmo was insane. It had like 118 million views. Right. It's crazy. I'm glad he's helping people. That's he what is. I love about him. That's yeah, why we've been friends for so long. All right. So now, is Boston College coach Jeff Halfley, our new defensive coordinator, is he going to change things? Is he going to be the difference maker? And, and were you surprised he was the guy? I was. I was definitely surprised. I mean, we, we knew some of the interviewees. Uh, his name was not one that had been uh, out there uh, as recently as last week. Hmm. He had been talking about how he uh, planned on being at Boston College for a long time, uh, and then obviously that changed. Uh, you don't usually see college head coaches quit to become defensive coordinators in the NFL. I do think it speaks to the way uh, the college game is trending and how difficult it is with name, image, and likeness and uh, having to recruit your players that are already on your team so they don't enter the transfer portal. Like, college football is broken. Mm -hmm. And it is not, you know, I I am all for kids getting uh, a piece of the pie because it's a billion-dollar business, but uh, they have done a terrible job of 
administrating it. And so I do think that part of Jeff Halfley's thought process is that, well, I'm going to go coach in the NFL because they actually have better structure. You know, you know, when you're a free agent, you uh, get drafted to a team and you're there for four years. Like that's not how college football is. As far as what he's going to run defensively, you know, he, he's obviously got, got experience in Robert Sala's defense. Robert Sala, for folks that don't know, was the 49ers defensive coordinator for several years, um, including when the Packers got waxed out there uh, in the NFC Championship game in LaFleur's first year. Sala is one of LaFleur's best friends, stood up in his wedding, uh, and halfly worked under Sala out in San Francisco. So he, he does have some philosophical similarities to what Robert Sala, who now is the New York Jets head coach, uh, runs defensively. And the Jets' defense, for all their problems and all their dysfunction with the Aaron Rodgers stuff, their defense was really good. So I'm eager to see when we get to talk to Halfley what kind of his philosophy is for what he sees and how they're going to figure out to pair up the personnel with what he wants to run. But I can tell you this, it will be different than what we've seen from Joe Barry. Uh, It'll be um, less of the keep everything in front of you and hope the opposing offense makes a mistake before they can get to the end zone. I think they'll be trying to dictate making the offense make those mistakes instead. So now that we got the defensive coach all taken care of, Packers can focus on signing free agents and re-signing players this year. Who do you think is going to be a casualty because of the salary cap this coming year? I don't think David Bakhtiari is coming back. Uh, I know he had the surgery, and, and they are that he is hopeful that this has solved all the problems and he's going to be playing in 2024 after all he's been through over the last three years. But uh, I don't think it'll be in Green Bay. Uh, they actually save about $21 million in cap space by cutting him. He's got a nearly $40 million cap number for this coming year. So I do believe he'll be gone. You know, the other guys that it, it's unclear on are Devondre Campbell, um, Preston Smith. Uh, I think there's, I think Jair Alexander will be back, but I know that there's some question there still um, for in a lot of people's minds. So there are some guys that are under contract, but there's a lot of guys that like they have two safeties under contract: Anthony Johnson, who was their seventh, one of their seventh round picks, and Benny Sapp the third, who was on pr- the practice squad and was the is the first player of my career. That were, that I interviewed both his dad and him now. Wow! I told Benny I felt very old after talking to him, and so those are the only guys they have at safety who are under contract. Darnell Savage is an under contract. Jonathan Owens, who is Simone Biles' husband, is an under contract. Rudy Ford's not under contract, so there's going to be a changing of the safety guard there. It would appear. So, Marcus, there's there's a lot of question marks, but I will say this. You know, we kind of thought, well, they ate the $41 million of dead cap space for Aaron Rodgers all in one bite last year. Uh, they've got more cap problems this year, so they're not going to be, they're not in a position to be big spenders in free agency. They're really another year away from being able to spend. So, so Goody's going to have to have the kind of draft he had last year on the offensive side of the ball. I think he's going to have to try and have another one of those on the defensive side of the ball this year. Jason, I just want to know what your opinion is on the whole Pro Bowl Hunger Games slash Squid Games yeah. <laughs> format. Um, um, look, if if you watch the Pro Bowl, um, like for me growing up, 
that was always fun, right? Like it, they, the guys actually tried. Right. Yeah. Uh, it, the the game was actually fun to watch, and there was a lot of offense. There was a lot of defense, kind of like the NBA All Star Game. Um, but I always enjoyed it, and then it got to be so bad, where guys put so little effort up that they knew they had to change things. Now, uh, last year I didn't get to see much of it. I know that they played flag football and they mm-hmm. did uh, dodgeball and they did all these fun things. You know, it, it's it, they just want something that people are going to watch. And remember, the NFL is trying all kinds of things, like. The Super Bowl, once again, will be uh, – they did this with some playoff games previously, and now they're going to do it with the Super Bowl. Uh, it's going to be Nickelodeon-ified, right? Like you're going to have SpongeBob wandering through the screen and guys getting uh, slimed mm-hmm. after touchdowns. Like they're, they're trying to be creative to get more people to watch. Now, I personally would say that, hey, just have Taylor Swift at the game, and that worked out okay because yeah. – Right. I know Sydney watches games that she wouldn't have watched otherwise. So, look, I don't, I don't have a problem with what they're trying to do with the Pro Bowl. Uh, it was a bad product, but I don't, I don't necessarily think what they're doing now is any better or any more entertaining. I'm curious about how much these coaches make the, like coordinator positions. How much do those things pay? Several million dollars a year. Okay. Um, and and you know, not that I am in any way qualified. Uh, for that job, but um, you couldn't pay me enough. What? I mean, you wouldn't uh, take yeah. that job. You would take that job Why? for a few million dollars, yeah. right? So, so no. So here's the thing. So Sydney had basketball games over the weekend, um, and Adam Stenovich, who is the right. Packers' offensive coordinator, um, and who played, he was on uh, the team with Tausch in '06 and '07. I really like him, um, and so whenever we see each other at basketball games because his daughter plays basketball and other uh, kids' sporting events around town. You know, he and I usually stand together and we catch up. That was the first time he got to see his daughter play all year. Uh, and yeah. I, I don't want that life. Right. Like, yeah. it would be great to not worry about money. But, like, he, those guys, the, the amount of hours that they work, uh, not that I don't, I feel like I work hard, but um, mostly from home since I have a radio studio in my house and I can write in my living room with my cats. <laughs> Uh, I, no, thanks. Uh, like I love watching my kids and for him, he was like, yeah, this is the first time I've gotten to see her play. And I was wow. like, Oh, that is, that is, I don't care how many millions of dollars you make. No, you're like, right. She's only, she's only 12 once. That's true. And you've seen her play one game all year. Yeah. Yeah. You're I right. agree. I totally agree too. I agree. Well, as always, we appreciate the insight next week. We'll dive head first into the big Super Bowl game and, Get some predictions from you as well. That would be great. All right. Uh, I really appreciate you guys. Have a great day. Take care. Be good. You too. Jason Wilde, our Green and Gold Insider. He's the co-host of Wilde and Tausch on ESPN. And he's brought to you this morning by Mr. Holland's Home Services. Call them, 866-992-1717 or mrhollandshomeservices.com. Jason Wilde, part of the Morning KLH.